Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. I was recently looking to buy a car and thought to myself, there has to be a better way. It's such a stressful process. That's when my friend told me about a new way to buy a car. It's called TrueCar.com. At TrueCar.com, you can actually see what others pay for the car you're looking for in your area so you know when you're getting a great price. Because at TrueCar.com, you get a savings certificate, and you just take that savings certificate to a TrueCar.com certified dealer so you don't need to worry about the hassle and anxiety of the old way to buy a car. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,000 off the MSRP. So seriously, if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free guaranteed savings, a hassle-free experience, and a TrueCar certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Come on, save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Arrow After Show. <laughs> Better. That's what the song makes me want to do, but How's nobody cares. Hello, everybody. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV, the Arrow After Show. We are in the second to last episode before the finale, which makes me super excited and sad all at the same time. So tonight we will break down Streets of Fire, starting with our introduction. Hi, everyone. Yell Teagle here. What's up, guys? Welcome to Studio C, where we got it blasted from... Eight to eight, <laughs> so from nine to nine thirty. What's up? That How you guys up? doing? I didn't know what time it was. Glad to be back. Glad to be here. Name's Mowgli. Remember it. Oh, you gonna tell us where to find you on Twitter? Yeah, because you died. no. What? Well, then I'm going to take this opportunity to tell Do everyone it. where they can find me on Twitter. That's right. You can find me at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I will be responding <sighs> to your tweets if you uh, tweet at us. Yes. Yeah. I will be leaving my Twitter handle as well, even though I like to use my phone as a, you know, a steady device for my <laughs> iPad. But you can still tweet me at Kiss My Passport. So going into tonight's episode, it was packed and loaded with tons of action. Yeah. I, I, seriously, I was furious when I was taking my notes. Like, there's so much going on. But the opening scene, we saw some teasers on the CW. Was Laurel for the first time picking up an arrow? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, men. What'd you guys think? <laughs> um, I was not impressed by her arrow shooting skills. I'm sorry, fans. Don't hate me. I was like, what is she doing? She looks dumb. She doesn't know what she's it's doing. It's the first time she's ever picked it up. 
And you're excited about no, that? No, trust. She should not trust. be touching his arrow. I concur. <laughs> she does not need to go near his bow, Yeah, ladies. But I will say <laughs> that, I mean, it's her first time. I will play devil's advocate and say it's the first time she's ever shot anything. Mm-hmm. At least she hit the target. Which I can't believe. If anybody's ever tried to shoot an arrow, it's really difficult. Super Your difficult. first time. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's, what I, that's my major there's point. There's no yeah. way she would have, it was perfect. Okay. It should have shot and flew behind her yeah. or something oh, on it accident. it should have like fallen. Uh, it would have just like, been easier to have her throw the arrow. Yeah. I totally thought that that's yeah. what they were going to do. That would make sense. Honestly, I can't shoot a bow and arrow. It's yeah. super hard. The string tension is unbelievable. You have to really pull back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's just so many things. It's ridiculously hard. You know, the other thing I caught too, though, is once he finally, he talked her through it, explosion, he got her out, right. grabbed her by the hand, and they left hand in hand. I, I was like, no, that's another omen. Stop that yeah. CW. I mean, I think it's safe to say, basically, on this episode, that they're trying to cram so much information in to try to make yeah. the season finale work well. Mm-hmm. And with so many storylines that haven't been, that have so little congruency with one another, it's so hard to try to make that work together. You've got John Bar- you got Barrowman coming back in right now. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the storyline for the for Black Canary with her sister. You've got Arrow. You've got Slade. You've got all these storylines coming in right now that the all need to be finished up. Yeah. The blood storyline. And they all need to come together mm-hmm. and they all need to synchronize for a season finale. And it has to happen by daylight. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of loose ends in this episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think well, you we know, all noticed that. One of the I mean, things- if, if we could have had, sorry, if we could have had enough time to train Laurel to shoot that arrow, it would have made a lot more sense. But we just didn't have that time. Yeah. Right, That's right. the real problem. Well, what I was going to say with you talking about all the loose ends and what have yeah. you, something I had read, actually, Mark Guggenheim, one of the producers, was saying they do that, in a sense, on purpose because what they're doing is they're planting seeds. So they did it last season. Season one to season two, they did little things so that way season two could build. Right. Season three, they're changing everything. And I wanted to talk about this in News and Gossip, so I will discuss the rest of it later, but right. he is definitely purposely creating a lot of things so that way they have a lot to work with going into season mm. three. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But, I mean, it does suck for this particular episode because you have so many things that are trying to come together at the last minute. It is frustrating, and right. I can imagine that. Like the idea of watching the fight go down between uh, Michael Merlin and one of the Miracaru soldiers. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. He was, like, straight up just blocking his punches. There was, like, it was no feng shui with that fight, you know? It was kind of hard. Well, you know, I was a little bit confused, and we are going to travel that way, but yeah. I was a little confused because I thought he died at yeah. first mm-hmm. because yeah. he's fighting, he's fighting, and he's over this guy's shoulder, mm-hmm grabs an arrow out of his thing, kills him, and you think, yes, that's one for the team. And then all right. of a sudden he falls to the ground and he's out. Like, Whoa. <laughs> I, really? You, you had enough energy to kill him. And, and I didn't know if maybe he fell over to the ground because he had gotten arrowed, that shot, Yeah, as well. I could have been taking notes when that happened. I'm not sure. No, it did look like when he fell over, the arrow was in him. Right. But yeah. it didn't, I guess, when he got up, it wasn't. The thing that really... Wait, arrow was in... An arrow Rowan? was... It yeah. looked like the arrow yeah. had gone through the guy into himself. Oh, no. It was in the guy. It just... They just shot. There was a weird yeah. shot. But... Um, he fell over because he passed out from exerting so much energy to fight that guy. That's basically what the idea was. Okay. Interesting. Well, so you, you wouldn't think that somebody that, that that highly trained, somebody that almost beat Arrow last season, right. would collapse over that. Fight. But you've seen how Arrow's reacted to fighting these soldiers. He's gotten his butt kicked way harder. Yeah, but I still find I feel like Malcolm Merlin is still one step ahead. Maybe not anymore because through season two, the Arrow has developed so much more. But back in season one, when right. he was fighting the Dark Archer, the Arrow was like boop, oh, you know, just out. 
Grant, like I said, he was still in the beginning stages yeah, yeah, of yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. But I just I expect so much from Malcolm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect him for him to pass out either. But I mean, at the same time, it did it did make sense that it could happen, especially. Because he probably hasn't been that winded in a fight in a while. Yeah. Maybe. Well, let's just talk about, because you let out a nice little gasp, yeah, when he <laughs> came onto the scene and he pulls back the hood with Thea. I totally was squealed. Awesome. I was so excited. Yeah. Predicted it. Who didn't predict yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I predicted exactly. it a while ago. But, yeah, but who before- didn't? He was so sexy. And, you know, he just makes me want to be a gay man because I was like, whoa, you Get it, John Barrowman. <laughs> I was on your team all the way. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> this episode really was, it was suspense, edge of your seat action, fight, and then a tiny bit of exposition back to more fighting, more yeah. exposition, mm-hmm. more fighting. It was just a really action-packed, awesome episode. Do you know, going back, though, to, to Malcolm Merlin, do you guys mm-hmm. feel like Thea was in the right for acting the way she did, or should she have stopped halfway through? Because I personally feel like, I understand you're a little defensive, right. you're angry, he did take down the city last season. Yeah. However, he is coming back to write things. And you are my daughter. This is just changes the whole story. You're my father. But she is so just wall up, not hearing anything. This whole second half of the season, she's been very everything's, you know, she's defensive about everything. Right. Everybody's lying to her and out to get her. And, and she's woe is me victimizing herself. And I think that she's still in tantrum mode. That's what yeah. I think is happening. And yeah, he came back to save her, but she's not ready to be a grown up and deal with issues. Right. So would either of you two trust Malcolm Merlin if you were in her shoes? Uh, no, I felt like she played it to a T. I feel like her character, in all honesty, is the most well-rounded character currently on the show right now. I feel like as, as if her character and the way she reacts and everything she's going through, it's well thought out. Her reactions, her emotion, her physicality, it's all really coming um, together and it makes a lot of sense to me. You know, even mm-hmm. the way she's reacting to her mother's death while Arrow has to try to play all that off. Mm-hmm. She's the one that gets to take the show on her so- shoulders and show the emotion and honestly uh, actually is taking a second to really let the show catch up with her, you know? Everyone Very else is true. moving so fast between it. That's a great point. I've loved her character for this for this season. She's just grown so much. And it's just unbelievable to watch what happens in a situation like that. In all honesty, I would be completely heartbroken to find out that he was my father because I love him so much. Uh, it would just ruin everything. Right. Well, I mean, outside <laughs> of that. There is no outside of that. Okay. That I would be so heartbroken. You know, something that you caught, because you were saying you called that prediction a long time ago. I and. Mm-hmm. He, I did. Go oh, look at future. No, you know, it was not. Episodes. I uh, one of the Twitter, one of my Twitter conversations, mm-hmm. and I apologize yeah. because it was uh, last week that you tweeted at me, so I don't have mm-hmm. your tweet, yeah. but predicting that Felicity would be the one that gets kidnapped. Well, one of the things that Elizabeth had said in the beginning of the episode when it was her on Diggle, right. and he was, she said something about, like, where's Felicity? Like, I've wanted to put a bullet in her since blah, blah, blah. She got cut off because Felicity ran her over. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Roshev? Isabel? Yes, yes, okay, yes. Right. But what I was saying is basically one of the one of the people I was conversing with through Twitter. <clears throat> Twitter. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> through what? Oh, nothing. Boop. Restart. So was saying that mm-hmm. possibly Felicity would get kidnapped. I feel like that was a, another hint that that could happen in the season finale. We all know that somebody close to Oliver is going to get kidnapped. Everybody, Not necessarily kidnapped, but, but killed. Or die. Oh, Somebody I mean, close to Oliver, because that's what um, Blood was reminding Oliver, that the promise was that 
the person he loves most will die. Right. Well, I mean, before you die, you most likely will get kidnapped. Let's be yeah, honest. Between those two people, it's either got to be Laurel or it's got to be Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, I don't think... Un- Who do you guys yeah. think? Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. But... Oh, I, I definitely think it's Sarah because this episode, her and Laurel got so close and she revealed that she's the canary and then she explains the Laurel name. Knew, no, but Laurel knew. Right, Laurel knew, but this episode, she said it to her face. She took off the mask and then at the end, she was like, oh, that's the canary. Oh, yeah, she said so it close. so proudly too. Right. That's how you know Sarah's the one who's going to die. Yeah. Well, that and she finally had a hero moment because she confessed all these things mm-hmm. and she feels she's also... In a, not victimizing herself, but at the same time playing that role of I'm a bad person, I've done bad things, right. it's not redeemable, this, that, and whatever, and just right. stepping back from Team Arrow and from every the romance, everything, just withdrawing mm-hmm. herself. Right. But then they give her this moment where she goes into the building and rescues a little girl from the fire. And even before they set it in the show, as soon as she walked out with the girl in her hand, I said, oh, hero moment. Yeah. And sure enough, later on, somebody in the... The police the, officer. Yeah. But let's like, not run fair. over it. What did you guys think about... Uh, I mean, honestly, I like Isabel's character as far as being uh, uh, like a side... Like the sidekick villain, you know? I think it's really cool, and I like her costume a lot. I know you guys probably talked about it last episode. Um, I but, love her. Yeah, she's really attractive in that costume. She's Summer Glau. Summer Glau is attractive no matter what, even with her stupid... Can I, yeah. wait, can I just say how when she killed Brother Blood, mm-hmm. that... Her hair was blowing in the wind. It was nice. like someone had a fan on her, and it was doing one of these as she stood there yeah. and and yeah. sorted him, if you badass. will. Yeah, she moves so fast. Probably her hair just blew back. I just want to know was? why is it that she wants to kill Felicity? I don't know, and that's thank you for taking it back there because I, that was right. such a huge moment to me personally because mm-hmm. I picked up on it and thought, "What did Felicity do to you?" I'm so excited to find out. I I'm would love really to excited. see them do a one-on-one, and I'd love to see Felicity outsmart her. Because she's obviously not going to have right. the strength to outfight mm-hmm. her. Right. But she's witty. Yeah. So I'm very excited. let the brains win over the brawn. I put it in my notes. I was like, wait, why does she want to kill her? We don't have a reason for that, right? I didn't miss mm, something. I don't think so. I mean, she didn't like Felicity from the beginning when she first started working there. Yeah. Oliver was always taking off to hang out with yeah. her and not taking care of the company. Ooh, so. you bring up a great point because mm-hmm. her, first of all, her and Oliver slept together. Awesome. She knew when she she knew that Felicity had a little crush on him, so maybe that's her thing too. This is really reaching far, right. but who knows? Maybe despite the teams and despite uh-huh. the splits, somewhere yeah. underneath there, Isabel still thinks that Oliver's a little sexy. She yeah. slept with his dad. Yeah. And him. Yeah. Ew. She's got a lot of issues. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Well, I mean, Oliver's a good-looking dude, and I don't remember what her da- his dad. Every girl like, on the show, every girl that's the main character on the show, minus his sister and Felicity, he slept with. Think about that. He's kind of a man slut, and that's okay. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Sorry, I'm reading my notes. <laughs> yeah, reading my, not my notes, my my yeah, tweets. Well, my major thing is that I <laughs> think that Isabel's hate for Felicity is well grounded. She definitely didn't like the fact that Oliver is spending so much time with her, and we know now that she knows what Oliver and Felicity were doing that whole time, which is you know doing the whole arrow thing who she despises obviously and she wants to kill so i mean in retrospect as well as even if you didn't have the retrospect you could see that that does exist i don't think that's the reason that she wants to kill her though absolutely i think there's something else yeah there has to be something else because no um isabel showed (laughs) up isabel showed up to take she wanted to take over the company so the fact that he's abandoning the company to go hang out with his uh, uh secretary is not a legitimate like reason to hate her 
Yeah, well, she knows that she's the one that's been helping the arrow this whole time. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. So is she, Diggle. She yeah. doesn't hate Diggle like that. Well, you got, she might dislike him, but she's yeah. not. She was about to kill Diggle just now. Yeah, so yeah, she wants to kill about? everybody. She hates him too. Yeah, but she, she hates was, them all. She was making a point to talk about killing Felicity. I think there's an underlying thing. I think I that concur. it's not just, no, I want to kill her. Well, Felicity comes off very annoying to Isabel because Felicity constantly thinks she's outsmarting Isabel by like hanging out with Oliver and making it seem like it's work related when she clearly knows it's not. You Felicity stands that- out because she was in the office with them. You believe that so Isabel hates Felicity because Felicity helps the Arrow. It's not a belief. It's legit. It's definitely... That is the reason? The yeah. reason. That's the only one. Yeah. I think that's a minor reason. I think there's other yeah. things too. Yeah, well, I think there's something... I think we need to do Arrow Girl Talk and then you guys can girl talk it out because there's no way... <laughs> I believe that it could be something crazy. That's because like, you're not a girl and you just yeah. don't get it. There's you an don't underlying, get it. There's an underlying theme between these two women. What? There is. No, there's, no, no, no. <laughs> not even that. They wouldn't have written that, those lines the yeah. way she mm-hmm. talked about trying there's to. There's something going to yeah. happen. Yeah. There's going to be a reveal oh, of some sort. Oh, is that what you sort. think in yes. the next episode? Oh, well, you didn't say that. Ooh, well, that would change things. Yeah. I think there's something that we're, they it haven't told us yet. It was a clue. That's, what, that's, what I, that's right. how I brought up the oh. topic two topics ago when I first brought it up is oh, I okay. feel like it was a clue. To the future. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. All right, yeah, all right, maybe. So... Moving on. Yes, moving yeah. to the next topic, I want to talk about Brother Blood because he's another character that just... What? The whole time? What? You're an idiot. He is... Sucks. I think I know, the was... weakest character. Not the character itself. He the, started out so strong, though. I think the whole time he was just like... He's a puppet. Yes. That's all he is. That's what I was looking right. for. Yeah. He is not right. capable of making his own real decisions. He's like, well, I'm going to be on this team. Oh, I'm going to be on this team. Well, and the thing yeah. is, when he first came on the show, we didn't realize that he was attached to Slate. We thought he was a villain all on his own, not realizing, like you said, he's not necessarily mm-hmm. making all his decisions. He's got somebody else who is his backbone. Mm-hmm. Right. He is the pawn, thinking that if he was that strong of a individual would he need Slade to restart the city and do all this stuff right. no he could do it on his own because he's that evil and he's that strong he's not but did you feel as if uh Slade, or excuse me did you feel as if uh blood's character started out as a really strong character in the beginning of the season i think when they revealed that he killed his mother you see him as like a you see him as demented like really yeah, like evil. really yeah. evil and then yeah. we see that he's not he's He's a joke. No, he's just a tortured soul. What a a waste. Dad and his nightmares and, okay, the explanation of the mask, that was interesting. And that's just a little of a hint, if you will, that maybe he does have a screw loose. Yeah. Well, you know I mean, clearly he has a screw loose if he thinks that Slade's solution was going to end well. The whole thing was just, his character just ended up not being well thought out, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The character just crumbled. It was like a cookie and milk, if you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I agree. I think Chips Ahoy, I'm all the glad we're done are gone. With him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over him. That was a great description, by the way. You just made me want cookie. a cookie. But <laughs> no, one of the things that I brought up as we were watching it, and I don't know if you guys at home caught this, but when Brother Blood did call Arrow to finally mm-hmm. say, oh, mm-hmm. you were right. Let me help. Yeah. Uh, he took the suitcase with the cure to go meet with right. Arrow. Right. Why, if you're Slade, would you leave the suitcase unattended? Unattended, unless that was just a trap because you wanted to get rid of blood anyways and just have a legitimate yeah. reason to kill him because you knew he was going to take the bait and take yeah, the little suitcase with him. Slade doesn't need a legitimate reason to kill anybody. That's true. He would have just killed. I'm surprised that he didn't kill him uh, before earlier. Yeah, yeah, when when uh, blood was like, "You killed my people. I thought we were, had a plan. I thought we were yeah. going to do this." That's when they should have killed. Yeah. Him. Did you guys really think that blood had the balls to steal that case, though? Honestly, it was very clear that it was he was going to switch teams. But and I just mean, do do you, it. I mean, if you were Slade, would you think he had the balls to do that to you? I mean, honestly, 
I don't think so. If I were Slate, I wouldn't be dumb enough I, to leave the yeah, thing unattended. Yeah, thank you. That's what yeah. I was I guess saying. It's a, just one extra piece of yeah. something you don't need to worry about when you're crumbling a city. It's right. just yeah, petty, petty stuff. He like, you know? He, like, took the suitcase and just calmly walked out. Yeah, right. that's what Nobody was guarding it. Was Slate right. in the bathroom? What happened? <laughs> I have no idea. There's no reason that could happen. But you know what? At the beginning of the episode, I will say, going yeah. into... I didn't see Brother Blood that quickly falling apart if you will right. because at the beginning mm-hmm. he's sitting in his he's just chilling you know his right. his secretary just was it his district attorney was district that was attorney. freaking out and right away he's like oh it's fine it's fine let the police handle their job well you arrogant butthole well because he yeah. knew that this was the plan he was still ready. but then how are you going to go from that to the end of the episode talking to slade and say Innocent people are dying. Or not to Slade, excuse me. It was to um, Isabel. But regardless, you didn't seem to care when all those people were dying at the beginning of the episode. Right, he didn't care Why because... Why all of a sudden is it... Oh, these innocent people, Because Slade. in the beginning, it, the, he was supposed to be in charge in the end. Oh, so now that he's not in charge, oh, these people. Yeah. yeah. He started out the episode like, oh, all these people are going to die. Great. This is what the plan is. I'm going to eventually come in and take over. Uh, Blood's character just had it just didn't make sense. His character just turned to straight doo doo. No, there were there were a lot of holes in that. Yeah, character. honestly, I need some doo doo paper because his character is doo doo. Doo doo paper. Wow, that's so Hawaii <laughs> right now. Oh my goodness. Uh, I I just have to counter respond, if you will, to this tweet. So yeah. I do not want to butcher this name. <laughs> Chirag. Huh? Is it Chirag? Yeah. M A R C O H T X. Okay. Different one. So Felicity ran over Isabel with her van at the beginning of the episode. Right. That's good mm-hmm. enough reason for Isabel to want her dead now. Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. However, what we were talking about, she had made a comment before Previous. the van even yeah. hit yeah. her. Yeah. She had made a comment how she wanted to put a bullet through mm-hmm. her, and then Felicity came with her van and said, right. Vroom. Right at that moment, I was so really we, proud of Felicity for doing that. I can't yeah, I mean, they didn't to start keep going. The, to start the episode was such a powerful movement from Felicity. I mean, you see small moments throughout the season of uh, Felicity coming on strongly. Mm-hmm. You know, you see little tremors, which actually is kind of cool because one of my biggest problems with Felicity, and I'll admit this out loud, this is why I don't like her character as much, is because they made her move too quickly. To have her in season one and season two so quickly end up in these really tight fitting outfits and constantly like dancing with Oliver and flirting and moving that fast. A real IT girl who works in a real IT field, um, you know, for the most part is, especially at, uh, her, Felicity's caliber is someone that knows computers as, as someone that knows computers as well as her would be a lot more socially awkward. And I felt as if it would have okay, taken... Okay, stereotyping really quick. I'm not stereotyping. Wait, wait, let him finish so that um, we can yeah. argue okay, when, go, okay, when he's done. Yeah, so realistically, um, I mean, my brother's a computer scientist. I have tons of friends and family that are in computers. I'm Indian. That's it's not like a... You know. But <laughs> I will say more so, uh, I just felt as if her character should have been a little bit more socially awkward. Her clothing choices shouldn't have been so perfect every single episode. And that you should have let that take a little bit more time to develop her into her her beauty because she truly is beautiful there's no way around it and i found that by not developing that character that way and starting off just being a very powerful and strong um it girl that you know has a crush on oliver it made it really uncomfortable to me but what i will say is that what they've done is they slowed down her character quite a bit if you guys haven't noticed they've taken us back from the idea of him and her dating They've pushed it away from our minds as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've been def- attacking the illicity movement, obviously. And what it's done is it's given her time to actually develop more into that character, which is great. Because now I'm seeing her slowly say, I don't know what my part is in this team. 
you know, uh, Sarah can do this. She can hack computers. You know, where do I belong? And then slowly she's making these small strides that are turning her into a very powerful character that has a lot, a lot more longevity than what she had before. I agree with your final statements, but I will, yeah. I would argue very much so that yeah. just because she's that amazing at computers, she is automatically supposed to be socially awkward. Right. Yeah, I know plenty of women in computers uh-huh. so that I, are yeah. amazing, that are not socially awkward, that do right. dress well and know what they're doing and know how to talk to people. Cool. Well, for and, a TV show, it doesn't necessarily make sense. But you know what? They, I think the CW tried, they, the, the writers tried as much as they could with her because right. that's why they gave her Diary of the Mouth, if you will, for mm-hmm. lack of better words. They that's, made, yeah, that right. was their version of Absolutely. socially awkward. She rambled. She obviously was not very social, so she doesn't know how to filter herself, right. which is why she says what she thinks right off the bat. And right. after it comes out of her mouth, she thinks, oh, whoops, oh, oh, God, ooh, ah. You yeah, know, so she may not be parts. klutzy mm-hmm. in that sense and weird, but she has her moments. Right. And I think that's just the best that they could do with it. Right. You know? Well, no, they could have definitely like, started out more socially awkward. They could have, but they didn't. So you You're know, saying that for a TV point, show, though. you can understand why they... Um, Made because less socially for, awkward, but not that that they dressed her so nicely. Because when you look at what this is the point I'm trying to make here, mm-hmm. her position in the show is so important because she's mm-hmm. literally the closest person to Oliver from a female perspective, right? Closer yeah. than Laurel, like all all Licity fans will agree, mm-hmm. and closer than Sarah. But the problem with it is that when you have that situation where they're going to be that close and have that much that high of a level of in- intimacy happening, then to start her out being an attractive girl uh, that is always wearing the right clothes and always looks really pretty, which she does. We can all agree. Um, and having her so close to Oliver and the fact that there isn't an immediate attraction there almost begs us to question it at all times why Oliver's not hitting on her. And that in itself creates a dilemma to me. Okay, he needs her. Yeah. He needs her. Well, first of all, just to... Right. To... Gosh, I'm going to lack for words right now, but to counter-argue what you're saying as far as, Mm -hmm. you know, her dressing well and this, that, and whatever... A, she works for Queen Consolidated. It's a uh-huh. very uppity company. It's mm-hmm. very prestigious. So, of course, you're going to come to work well put together. Okay. She's young and she's smart. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're beautiful. You come out how you come out. Do you see and the difference between the way she dresses and Isabel dresses? No. No. Huge difference. They're both, they're, they're both professionals. They both dress in a form-fitting, sexy way, but they carry themselves very differently. Uh, I, I agree to disagree. And and as far as Oliver, why right. wouldn't he hit on her before? Well, when Oliver first met her, his mm-hmm. mind was not in romance. In right. fact, his mind was, I cannot have relationships with anybody, let alone right. you. I can't right. even barely have friends. Because but he was sleeping he was with so every girl on the show, minus his sister and Felicity. He was when he was, right. not the very beginning. He slept he, with Laurel there, in like you, the first, like, you know what? what, 14 episodes? No, he they didn't. They were Yeah, they slept Laurel? together. Yeah. All I know is they used to date. He slept with uh, the Huntress because he needed her as cover. Mm -hmm. He slept with the people that he needed to sleep with. He needed Felicity to do. Remember at the beginning, he asked her to do all these weird things for her. Like, can you hack this? He needed her. He wasn't going to jeopardize that. By sleeping with her. Uh, I, I think at the that. same time, I think I think Felicity also has. I see this, your point, though. She mm-hmm. has this purity and this innocence to her that mm-hmm. you, well, the last thing you're going to think of is to go right. that direction with her, especially if you are in the mindset of I cannot have a relationship. So if I cannot have a relationship, right. why am I going to sleep with the girl that right. is the relationship type? I'm not. Right. I'm going to go sleep with her because she don't care, and I can have a one night stand with right, her, and it's right, gravy. Right. I'm going to speak yeah. for our Twitter followers and say that uh, we should get back to this episode. Um, I concur. I apologize. <laughs> and I've been as using that word all night long. I apologize. I want to keep that discussion going. Yes. I just feel like our Twitter followers will not 
Right. Tracy, Tracy's got a good point. What's that? She said, don't perpetuate. She said, I get what Mowgli's saying, but bro, don't perpetuate the stereotypes. Don't get it wrong. I'm trying to state strongly because of the fact that I want everybody to understand my point here. But my point isn't that all girls in IT have to be dorks and have to be socially awkward. My point is for the show, for the writing, for the, uh, the intimacy between her and the arrow that she should have been a little bit more socially awkward simply because it helps to develop her character a lot more and gives a lot more opportunity for Elicity to exist in future episodes. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. But okay, now... Okay, so anyway. It, you know. <laughs> um, I want to talk about towards the end of the show, there's a whole army coming into Starling City. And at first... And it's not the no. army. Okay, right. well, taking it back, Detective Lance is the one who says, hey, we need special forces. The lieutenant is Wait, over here who trying... who said that? Detective Lance? Detective right. Lance is yeah, exactly is. where I was going with this conversation. <laughs> He's the one... He, and, and I love that they finally had that moment because the lieutenant is the one who took away his badge the first time, threatened mm-hmm. to take away just the mm-hmm. police mm-hmm. badge Amen. in general... And finally, you have to say, hey, okay, I guess you know, for the better of the city, we can call the vigilante. And Detective Lance says, the arrow. Yeah, he, he even does. corrects him. Well, what about the fact that he took out uh, Miracruz's sur- soldier? With the grenades. How awesome was oh, that? Oh, he had his moment. He, he finally's winning <laughs> after everything he's been through. Well, he's, we, been, he's been losing a we lot. We learned this episode that the way you get through <laughs> these soldiers is it's to blow, blow them up. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just carry a grenade. You'll be cool. Yeah. So... Either way, going back to... Um, and even with how the strong army. these soldiers are, none of them are as well-trained as Arrow yes. or Slade. Yeah. So this it is was, possible yeah. to blow mm-hmm. them up, you know, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say, going back to the army, mm-hmm. the reason we thought we thought it was an army of people, but time-wise, it was impossible. Yep. So we find out that it's a whole troop of people from Argus. Yeah. Argus. Argus. Right. Uh, and, then, of course, Amanda Waller being very stubborn as she is. Right. They you plan- have until dawn. They plan to level the city. Yeah, just get rid of it. No big. Yeah. We're just going to mm-hmm. get rid of it. So that I mean, I understand where she's coming from. Let's not, you know, small sacrifice in order to save all the surrounding cities. Right. But, you know, at least try. Couldn't they have told, like, the people, the people who are watching the news, like, hey, get underground, out. Get, get out to safety? Yeah. Like, who's really, but who's really watching the news right now? I mean, would you be at home watching the, police, the news? The police slayed and the arrow. The they're only people, the yeah, and all the people that are involved, but all the innocent bystanders, they're probably running for their lives at this moment, yeah. so the TV may not be on. Right. You know, here's my question. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. My question is, so, you know, this is something that kind of mystifies me right now. With Slade's vendetta against Oliver, you find that Slade should be targeting Oliver specifically and the things he loves, right? But how did he predict or how did he decide and why did he decide to try to destroy the whole city. He says that Oliver loves the city. That's, that's yeah. his yeah. plan. He said he loves this city. But then how did he think that 50 soldiers would be sufficient for them to want to blow up an entire city? How did he think they'd want to blow up but an entire city? But maybe he thought that the, that the 50 sh- that. soldiers alone were going to take out the city uh, anyway. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Sense. And maybe he was going to explode the city thereafter right. yeah. if it is to get rid of 50, the soldiers. Right. It could even be 100 for all we know. Yeah. Um, okay, either way, that makes a lot more sense. I, I know we have to start wrapping up soon, but the mm-hmm. last thing I want to talk go. about is what we le- are left with, which is the cliffhanger of Malcolm waking oh, yeah. up from his passed out yeah. state of mind. Right. And going back to Theus just saying, you know, I am your father. I'm the only thing you have. And for a moment, I thought uh-huh. they were going to have a connection because he's saying, you know, you, you have my eyes if you will you know yeah. the the, mm-hmm. the eyes of somebody who's lost so much and i can relate to you and i right. can this and i can that and bam 
She shoots him. There was a Whoa. Twitter theory. Uh, yeah. like, that's yeah, why I brought please. it up. You Thank you it? so much for your no, theory. No, no, that's a all you. One. I really right. Chirac. Chir- do it. Do it. He needs work on his name. A Chirac. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, we just don't know your name, and we apologize. <laughs> uh, his theory is that Thea didn't shoot Malcolm, but he shot one of the Slade thugs behind him. That's yeah. an excellent. You know what? That's this kid's um, onto something. Yeah. That's a great theory. Originally, my theory, right before we see the gun go off, is that she's going to join. The League of Assassins. If you guys want to follow someone that knows what's going on, he pays attention to detail. Chirag P1587. He's all about Arrow, dude. <laughs> I'm really impressed with that comment. Well, Personally. my theory was that... Well, I, think he's he's right. I just like that you were watching the show and you're like, he can't die again. Did he just die again? No. Did you make him die twice? I was, I was like, no. so upset. What did, oh, my goodness. What did you think? You thought she shot him? Yeah. I thought bulletproof... I'm like, she shot him, but he's got a bulletproof vest. Chirag blew me out of the water. <laughs> 1587. Amen. I, my notes say Merlin can't be dead. Yeah, true. I won't it's allow true. it. I love him so much, mm-hmm. and I can't. I can't deal with. I'm going to start crying. No. Oh my god, he can't die. He won't. Not yet. It's too soon. We still right. have a season finale to go, which we're. I know about you guys, but I'm really excited. They've done such a good job of building up the momentum for this last one. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. If I may, uh, before we close it out, though. Uh, I have to ask you guys. I don't know where you guys are at with Roy, but I'm not feeling. <clears throat> I just want to know what you guys think. Can you believe they're testing it out on him? I'm not feeling Roy's character right now, but I don't hate Roy and I don't want anything to happen to you him. You can't feel him. He was unconscious the entire episode. <laughs> I just mean, like, I don't feel where he's going right now. Honestly, um, the cure can't work entirely because if it works, then he, what's the point of him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless he just, unless he's cured and then he gets trained to be a fighter because otherwise his only asset to the team right. at that point was his strength. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. It was, I thought it was a huge point of the show because, you know, testing it on him. Mm-hmm. I think the way that Oliver bit. looks at it, because Felicity was obviously very upset, but the way right. he looks at it is either we tested on him or we're going to have to kill him anyways because at this point there's no turning back he yeah. is just so dangerous right. may as well. well what do we have to lose they had to test it on him because if they didn't they'd use it on everyone else and it may not work and, and it right. could make them stronger and right, then they don't right, die right. yeah well anyhow i'm glad that we talked about that got yeah, that yeah. subject Squeeze out of the in. way let's get into some news and gossip because we've got some cool it. stuff for that as well all right, so for tonight, I have three episodes. There was actually, Raymond, you gave me a video a long time ago. I couldn't play it, and so now I have it. Um, it'll pull up in just one second, but it talks about, oh, it's already pulled up. Good job. Okay, so this is <laughs> Emily Bet, obviously, Emily Bet Records, and she's talking about where she came from because all these other gentlemen were working on TV shows, mm-hmm. this, that, and whatever, and mm-hmm. then she gets the call for Arrow. Great so episode for her. She was working at doggy daycare. And my dog and I would go to work every day together and have a nice little chat about where I was going with acting. Me and my dog, she talks about And I would sit there with my sides in my hand, and I remember getting this this audition, which was the episode three when Oliver breaks the see I shot up a uh, laptop, and I was going to see Taming of the Shrew that night, and she mentioned Shakespeare, and I was like, oh, man, this girl's so smart. Like, this is the best character. I love her. She speaks so fast. And I was like, I'm just going to go in there and audition. But not really thinking about the part, just being able to play her for that moment. So you wanted to. Hey, guys. <laughs> Emily was supposed to be in one episode. And she took that character, and we could not That's make what happened. this show That's what she said without that. Felicity Stone. I was so <laughs> Wow. Hey, keep going. Hold on. 
Anyway, okay, so that was our episode. I mean, excuse me, our clip. And the reason why I loved it so much, the beginning got cut off a little bit. But what she was saying is that, she, you know, you guys were working on all these shows and I was working at a doggy daycare. And to me, the reason I loved it so much is because in this business, you don't know. One day you are working just a job and you're not at your career yet. And you just you don't know you're ready to give up. And then all of a sudden this big moment happens. And now she's on a television show, re- reoccurring role, but now a permanent role mm-hmm. in something as huge as Arrow. And that's right. so amazing amazing and good for you yeah seriously that's so amazing and inspiring and now this i just thought was hilarious so i had to play it (laughs) all right we officially (laughs) need to get you away from youtube yeah no more videos from you that's hilarious get it um okay now, that's enough of this what i love it i think it's so now, cute let's watch okay. another i want yeah, to i want to show video? support let's do like 10 more seconds okay so okay no, never wait, mind. okay so this Thank next you. this next <laughs> hush okay this next video clip is of summer glow now this is from a movie she did a long time ago called excuse really i can talk tonight this is from a movie she did a long time ago called serenity which and was the sequel was this? to firefly Oh, and so yeah. she had a lot of fight scenes in it. And I basically, saw this on Twinder. This is a <laughs> behind the scenes look at her fighting and training for it because this is when she really started to fight and train. And prior to this, she was actually a ballet dancer, for those of you who did not know. So right. it helped her because she was able to pick up the choreography really well. She had flexibility, agility, and I'll stop talking so you can actually watch the clip. Oh, she's a boss. Be able to do the fight scenes myself. She really wanted that. Yeah. I would say Summer's one of the main reasons we took the job, just because of her physical ability. I mean, she had incredible flexibility. Her memory was fantastic. She's very graceful, That's and she right, had the ability dancer. to pick up new motion. Very, she's a beast, quickly. dude. Look at those yeah. flex. Look at that yeah. flexibility. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's a ballet dancer. Yeah, she's a boss. Look at those glutes. She knows what she's doing. A lot of unique, different things that he hasn't seen before. And uh, with Summer, with her flexibility, it's like she just has abnormal flexibility. And so we tried to create impossible moves that that. she could do on her own and get those hero shots with her. Summer will work out. Anyway, I brought that up. And I love that we actually got to see her get in and really fight this episode. We saw Mm -hmm. a little hint of it before, but tonight, when she got down, she went for it. I mean... It was nice to actually see her. Not that I'm for Team Slade, you right, know, right. but at the same time, you guys know I love a strong female fighter. So that was really great. And like I've been saying, they have not been using her wisely yet. Summer Glau, as we all know now, uh, is amazing. Mm-hmm, and if yeah. you haven't seen her in Firefly and Serenity, go and do that. Well Firefly said. is only 13 episodes and then Serenity is amazing. So really She's 32 quickly, years old with moves like that. Yeah. She looks amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I want to say really quickly, um, who was it that teased? Was it Mark? It was Mark Guggenheim. So on Twitter, he teased for the season finale. <clears throat> Somebody will be saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't know who. So the, the, the hypothesis uh-huh. is that it could potentially either be Sarah as she is dying. Yep. It could be Felicity on, finally lets here. it out. Yeah. It could be Lo- it could be Laurel mm-hmm. who realizes, oh my gosh, I love you again. Right. I don't know. It, it could be Thea. It could be to Thea to Roy. Oh well. Eh, it wouldn't be as exciting, no offense. But it wouldn't be right. as exciting if it was to Oliver. What's Why still? would you tease that though? 
You know, like it's got to be because something that's big. a great way to tease it. It'll get everybody watching, and then it's something disappointing. So also, <laughs> well, also, you know, I was talking about how they've written things purposely so that way it's loose ends now. Mm-hmm. Time up later on. Right. One of the things was. Moira, when they were in the limo and she was about to say something and then the limo was right. turned over, if you will. Yeah. Um, we're going to find out what it was she was going to tell the kids. I don't know if it's going to be season finale or going into season three, right. but I oh. do know that going into season three, they want to change everything up. Oliver is obviously at his lowest of low. All these mm. people are joining Team Oliver, which right. I thought was really great to see. I like that team. But next season, they said they're retiring a lot of the sets from season two. Mm-hmm. And they've they've sense. obviously been bankrupt. So I don't know if there's going to be a whole new layer. I'm also, too, exploring the fact that because Oliver doesn't have money, he's no longer able to pay Diggle mm-hmm. or Felicity, right. for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. So everything is going to be different season three. But they're doing that on purpose because they want to make sure that each season is very distinct. When you see something and you turn on the TV, you know this was season three. It's right. not season two. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. They're, they're making an effort not to make it a reoccurring soap opera, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is my news. That's very exciting. Okay, let's get into some predictions. Right. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. What are you guys doing? I am just being <laughs> dramatic. I like <laughs> I to I like I was to getting say into it. the zone, oh, okay. all the lights and all the yeah. special effects that we have here at After Buzz TV. <laughs> so, predictions. Mm. The only thing I will say before I, you guys go into it is we know that this is going to be an all out war like a huge massacre right. you see troops flooding in there's Ar- there's Argus excuse me there's now um John Barrowman excuse me wow Malcolm Malcolm really? and I think that uh like the rest of the Suicide Squad and we haven't seen right. Nysa Ghoul yet all these people are gonna come in and it's gonna be a full on explosion for lack of better words but the cool thing about it is all these people for one moment even the villains are going to be on one team fighting off Slade he is the ultimate now whether or not he's actually going to be killed I don't know but I'd like to hear what you guys think about that I think if he's the ultimate what what kind of villains will they have afterwards that's just something to think about Um, but I think that uh, I'm hoping that Malcolm is alive and I think that Thea will join uh, the League of Assassins. Really? Yeah, because that would be amazing. It would make sense. Yeah. Also, I think um, I think that Sarah is going to die. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Those are my <laughs> those are my yeah. predictions. Well, then, Mike, what are what are your predictions? Uh, I definitely think that we have to take into consideration the fact that Sarah will die at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. She won't be dead to us. We'll see her in other ones, but. That is absolutely my prediction. I think that with Slade, you got to remember that you can't have a superhero without a supervillain, and they're always going to exist. You, you know, so even if Slade gets taken down, uh, you still have Argus to think about. The right. fact she was going to blow up a whole city. Amanda Waller's always, even comic classically through the comics, has been someone that goes back and forth between being good and bad. And more okay. ultimately, she hangs out with guys that are bad. She blew. She was going to blow someone's brain. She blew that. Guy, she would have blown that guy's brain up. She had like mm-hmm. a you know the bomb planted yeah, yeah. on his backbone and stuff. So Amanda Waller definitely steps out to me as being somebody that they're really going to have to worry about moving into season three. Oh, good. Oh, no, no. I was going to say there is. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but there's actually a petition going online to get Uh Harley Quinn into the episodes more. never happen. No, No, you don't think so? I think that was an Easter egg. Season three. Season three. Because Harley's attached to the Batman series and saga. She's attached to the Joker. If you bring Harley Quinn in, you'd have to do it like pre. I mean, she was so young when she even met met up with the Joker. It'd be so hard for her. She was like... 
She was like a, a young psychiatrist at Gotham Asylum. So first off, if you had her even playing that character as like the you know the the Joker's, I mean, she was the actual Joker, like the card, the Joker. Mm-hmm. That's the outfit she wore. So that would be really hard to watch her step in as that character. It'd have to be pre, or if it's post, then you'd have to also assume that Joker exists. And to do that to us and not give us the Joker and give us Harley would be very frustrating. I think they might bring her in way in the future. As a bougie. Never. For an episode or something. That's prediction. Yeah. So you yeah. can predict. Yeah, you can predict anything. You can predict. You can yeah. predict anything. That's all. We are the warlocks of the room right now. We can predict anything. I'm just anything. saying, <laughs> if they do bring her in, it would be yeah. a one-off episode. It I agree. It wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And I that agree. would be a waste. I agree. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our predictions for this evening. So I'm so sad to say, like I said earlier, two... This is the second to the last episode to the finale. So we're super excited for next week and can't wait to talk to you about it then. So before we leave, please leave your Twitter handles one more time. Oh, yeah, please. Hey, guys, actually, uh, my Twitter is at uh, mmogli, M-M-O-W-G-A-L-I. Feel free to follow me. I got a lot of big stuff and a lot of good things that are going on on my Twitter page. Uh, but also on <laughs> Facebook, you guys can go ahead and like my fan page there. I do stand up all over L.A. and other places as well. And you can find it at facebook.com slash mmogli, M-M-O-W-G-A-L-I. It'd be great to get the numbers. I'll make it worth your while, guys. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus at yelltegel, Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And once again, I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can follow me at Kiss My Passport, or you can find my website, www. I may have added too many W's. AliconaBradford.wix.com backslash television host. Thank you again, and we will see you next week. Mm. Good night. Buzz. From executive uh, producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.